It's time for another edition of the Spider Insight Podcast as we wrap up Richmond football's road victory last week at Lehigh and preview the start of conference play this Saturday at home against Stony Brook. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Spider Insight Podcast along with Matt McAllister. I'm Bob Black. The Spiders coming in on the heels of a really impressive performance, Matt, the 30-6 victory over Lehigh. Big picture, I would throw this out at you as a point of conversation. The non-conference games have pretty much gone as you would script them, right? Competitive in the Virginia game, solid win over St. Francis, convincing win over Lehigh. Yeah, I think if you said that at the beginning of the year, you, you'd take this. Obviously, you'd want that win at, at UVA if, if you had you know, the, the perfect uh, setup. Uh, but I think it's the, the Spiders have done what they needed to do. And I think with each game, they got better. They, they've done things differently. Uh, you know, I think those first couple games, you talked a lot about the run game. Uh, and then here at Lehigh, the, the, the passing attack on offense really uh, brought the Spiders to the victory. And I think the defense uh, got better. Uh, from the St. Francis game to the Lehigh game, and I think those are all things that you that you want to see as you lead up to that CA opener. Sent us, primarily you, scurrying to the record books on Saturday because of Reese Udinski's performance. He starts the game by completing his first 17 passes, wound up 37 of 44, 351 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, I have to blame it on Matt Smith because he came up to me and said, 17 straight passes, is that the is that a record? And, of course, the next two passes were in, incomplete. So it's that, you know, proverbial, you know, announcer jinx. But, you know, 17 for 17 to start the game, uh, it's not something we actually had listed in, in the record book. So I uh, went back and, and did some digging. But uh, it's the most of the modern era uh, of Spider football uh, to start a game, 17 for 17, obviously finishes – um, you know, 37 of 44, uh, you know, Reese uh, was all using all his weapons, spreading the ball around, I think, it's seven different pass catchers. You know, those top, you know, four receivers all had five catchers or more. Um, you know, Leroy Henley uh, really had a breakout game. I felt like Lehigh was giving them that that out every every pass, uh, and, and Leroy was just uh, killing them on the sideline. And then, of course, the thing that we had been asking for is explosive plays. Uh, you know, Reese connects with uh, Leroy Henley on a 46-yard pass down to, I think, the two-yard line. Uh, and in the trick play, uh, Savon Smith throwing the touchdown to Connor Devaney. I think all those opened up uh, for that passing attack, but uh, it was all started with Reese Udinski, who uh, now enters into – Week four, leading the nation in completion percentage. Well, you're right. On offense, we were asking for the big explosive play. As you said, we got that defensively. I know Coach Usman had talked about this, looking for the big play on defense, meaning tackles for loss and primarily specifically quarterback sacks. Got all of that, and you got the four quarterback sacks, two from Marlon Lewis, one from Ray Eldridge, and one from Matei Fitz. What I take out of that is four quarterback sacks, all from the defensive line. Yeah. You know, you've been asking for the defensive line to start making some plays, get some maturation, and, you know, to get four sacks from that defensive line. Not only that, there was, I think, on top of that, there was two uh, pass defended uh, that they got uh, early in the game that they were they were very active they were get, they were disrupting uh, what Lehigh was trying to do you know I thought uh, Marlon Lewis was really having his his best game as a defensive end uh, really you know creating some havoc in the backfield 
but you know when you can get some of those sacks from those defensive tackles and you get that push from you know I think Ray was one of the early sacks and then Matei had a had a big sack late in the game. Uh, so that that defensive line, if they can get that that pressure and they can generate that pressure, that really opens up you know the rest of the defense for the Spiders. And I'll mention it: special teams did their job as well, Matt. Right, Aaron Trussler when called upon to punt, which wasn't all that often, but he averaged over 42 yards a punt. Jake Larson did a fine job with with kickoffs, knocked home a field goal just to keep his leg limbered up. Uh, so special teams did a good job on coverage, also. They did. I, I thought the special teams uh, played really well. Trussler uh, was his his net punting was really good. Uh, didn't give them a lot of chances to even return the ball. Uh, directionally punting, pinning them on the sideline, uh, think, making them fair catch the ball. It was all things that, you know, in an all-around game, uh, help your offense, help your defense because you pin them, you switch that field position. Uh, it can definitely become a weapon. There was a significant addition to the defensive starting lineup Saturday at Lehigh, and a guy we're going to talk to here in just a couple of moments because, Matt, it is a remarkable story, the return of Xavier Marshall. Yeah, I think uh, you know all Spider fans were happy to see him in the St. Francis game. He he played some plays out there, but then you know he continues to get stronger and you know worked his way back into that starting lineup. And you know to have a linebacking core that has Tristan Wheeler, Phil O'Connor, and now Xavier Marshall, uh, they all provide something different. And I think it just makes that linebacker core uh, very strong. And Xavier looked like Xavier Marshall out there. I mean, you would never know uh, that. Ironically, last year against Stony Brook was when that, that injury happened. Uh, and, and for him to be able to come back from all that adversity and, and get his way not only onto the field but into the starting lineup you know, in week three of the season is really remarkable and testament to what he does. So the Spiders have another linebacker who has been through a remarkable recovery from a scary injury to a different body part up around the neck, and that's linebacker Phil O'Connor. So before this Saturday's game against Lehigh, we actually asked Phil to comment on Xavier, what he's seeing from him, what he can tell us about him, and his remarkable recovery. So before we bring X onto our Spider Insight podcast, here's Philip O'Connor talking about his teammate, Xavier Marshall. So Xavier's Xavier, man. He's he's just different. He's a different guy. You know, he always bounces back. He's a tough kid. Uh, his mindset um, is probably one of the best mindsets I've been around um, through football. Um, he's just nothing could stop him, and he has a great attitude towards everything. Um, it was a scary injury. You know, it made me emotional, and just kind of seeing him come back because um, he wasn't here all summer. Seeing him come back in camp, um, it was just the way he was moving. It looked like typical Xavier, and it was just. Great to see, and I was so happy for him. Um, and then he got finally got some reps um, last game, and it was just back to normal, like hearing him out there communicate, you know, playing, no fear. He has absolutely no fear in everything he does, and it's just tremendous, you know, to see him back out there, and I'm really excited for him and just happy to see what he does this season. And, Matt, what I hear out of that is just an amazing spirit and amazing will, amazing determination from Xavier Marshall without going to embarrass him because he's going to join us here in just a moment. Well, I think anyone who meets X can just feel his positive attitude. Uh, you know, I think he just enjoys life in general, and he really loves being on the football field. And I think that's what brought him back. You know, he knew – uh, that he wasn't going to give up on it. He was going to keep trying, even even when they told him that it will, probably wasn't going to happen. Uh, he kept that positive attitude, and uh, as as you heard from Phil there, you know I think everyone 
uh, really appreciated and was really excited for Xavier to get back out there and be not just out on the field, but be kind of the Xavier of old. All right, Xavier, let's bring you into the conversation. Uh, thank you for joining us, first of all, on our Spider Insight podcast. Congrats on getting back out on the field. What have the last couple of weeks, the last couple of games at home against St. Francis for a little bit and then way more activity in the Lehigh game Saturday? What's that been like for you? Oh, it's just been an uh, acclimation period, just getting used, getting my body used to back playing and um, just really getting my feet under me, getting back hitting and stuff. It's just really just been acclimation, just getting ready for conference play, really. How about the mindset? Uh, what did you go through mentally to get back to where you are right now? <laughs> I went through um, really all the emotions, everything, sad, happy, ups, downs, setbacks, and, you know, it just kind of prepared me to, you know, be back on the field and just ready to play, get back to real life and normal life for me. So I don't want to go back to a bad time, but just talk about, you know, the end of that Stony Brook game, right? It's, you know, it's down to the last couple plays. It doesn't even – the game's – done at that point and then you know one hit and, and it kind of changes everything for you just talk about what you remember from that day and where where your mindset was when that happened and oh boy at the end of the play down away from the play Xavier Marshall went down I don't know what happened there that was 10-15 yards away from the play stuff like that worries me because it's yeah. the end of the game yep. who's still cutting Yep. Who is still cutting legs with a minute and 43 left in the game, 10 yards down the field? I hate stuff like that, so we'll take a look at it. And the Spider defense already depleted. you still got more games to play. Xavier's been terrific today with eight tackles, one for loss. Been very, very active. Yeah, not not seeing a replay, but that stuff like that worries you. Yes. Definitely upsets you. Minute 43 left in the game. Our guys are still just playing playing hard. He's 10, 12 yards down the field. You're a little concerned. Really, that day it was – well, that play, um, I know my body was tired. Um, and up there it got real cold. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just – it's one of those things that you never think will happen to you until it happens to you. So I wasn't really focused on, you know, getting injured or, and stuff like that, but – when it happened, it just—it was one of those things that just kind of shocks. Like it just shocks your body, and you kind of go into that shock moment, and then everything starts to set in, like the pain and stuff. And it was—I mean, it was one of those just emotion-filled days, uh, especially those next two, three days when my parents came up. It was just filled with emotions and stuff, and you know, not knowing how things were moving forward. You know, when when you realized it was more than just not just just in the injury, it, it, there was more to it, and you know, as people start telling you, you know, you might not ever get to play football again. What did you take to that? I know, I know, you've told me that wasn't ever happening. You weren't going to take that. Uh, you weren't believing that. Just how, how did that feel? And did that? And how were you able to stay positive in that moment? Um, I mean, I've I've had big injuries in the past. Um, just coming out of high school, I've had uh, a few knee surgeries, a broken hand, stuff like that. So, like injuries never really scared me, and I just know nothing can really stop me except myself and. Just having that mindset moving on and then, you know, going back to Charlotte, uh, seeing, meeting with my therapist there and the surgeons there, and, you know, they have a positive mindset and they're pushing me to play. Um, it just really kept me in the mindset of, you know, you're going to come back and do this. And really I'll say the therapist team I had back at home, you know, like first day, they were saying that I came in for testing and then they put me through a whole, <laughs> like, workout. So <laughs> it was one of those things that it was just like, you know, they were pushing me saying, you know, if this is what you want to do, this is what you have to do. And so they kind of kept me in that positive mindset when I was at home and, you know, not being around my teammates all summer. It was kind of like almost a replacement, you know, being at home, um, having them push me and stuff. So, 
Was there a moment, um, let me take the positive spin on this, not to say when you didn't think it was going to happen, yeah. but when you kind of said, you know what, this is going to happen, I'm going to put that uniform back on again. I would say it was about um, about mid-summer in June. Uh, I did a field workout uh, with our trainer back at home, um, Reek, uh, Bryson, like everybody from Charlotte, we work out with him. And I did a field workout with him, and the therapy team back at home had told me to just go out and try it, just see how it feels. And I went out and tried it, and I got to move it. It just, it just felt normal. I felt just like myself again. And at that moment, I was just like, I'm coming back. I sent the text to Jared. I sent the text to all the linebackers. I was telling them, like, <laughs> sending them videos and stuff, telling them, like, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> well, um, the audience heard from one of those linebackers just before we brought you on, uh, Philip O'Connor, when he met with the media last week or so, and he talked about your determination and your spirit and your mindset. Where did that kind of become instilled in you to have that kind of approach? Um, I'll definitely say it was it was my, my big brother and, and my father. Um, they There was no being soft. And my dad was one of those guys that uh, once you chose your route, you got to go 100%. And there's no looking back. So um, it was really instilled from a young age. I'll say I started playing football at about four or five years old. And from that point on, it was sports and school. So just never – you know, kind of deterring from your path, just mm-hmm. always staying on your path, staying focused. That was instilled by my dad and my brother. When you got back here in August and you were finally able to get back with your team, you know, how how good did that feel <laughs> to be back with, you know, especially that linebacker group yeah. that you guys are really close with? Uh, just how did that feel to be back on the field with them? Um, words don't even explain. Um, it's just, you know, those guys, they're just great. And we stayed in touch all summer. So it was just one of those moments where you finally get to meet or, like, you get to see everybody that you've been talking to. And it, it was just – it was a great moment, but we knew it was time to get to work. So couldn't enjoy it too long, but <laughs> it was just one of those moments that it was just, like, we all kind of hugged it out. Everybody, you know, talked about the summer. And then, really, I'll say that that night, probably the next morning, we was focused on football and camp. Well, let's talk about the work that you guys have been doing defensively. You've been around here long enough to know that normally the defense is ahead of the offense when the season starts. That was not the case. Pretty obviously this year the offense was ahead of the defense. You had some holes to fill defensively, and it's been really fun for us to see the improvement from Virginia to St. Francis to Lehigh and now hopefully to Stony Brook. How about from your perspective? What have you seen as far as improvement of the entire defense is concerned? Um, I mean, they definitely – you know, the big question was the D-line, and, mm-hmm. you know, we never doubted those guys. Um, we never doubt ourselves. And just having faith in each other. So we knew those guys was going to improve n- no matter what happened. They had no choice. And it was one of those things that, you know, you was forced to grow up. And so we threw them into the fire, and, you know, you're going to have mishaps. You're going to have, you know, little setbacks and stuff. But it's it's all a part of the process. You guys had – Holes to fill in the defense, but the ones that you didn't have to fill were those two guys next to you, <laughs> and Tristan Wheeler and Phil O'Connor. Just talk about playing with them and how much confidence they give you because you know they're going to be doing what they need yeah. to be doing, and they allow you to do what you need to be doing. Uh, it's, it was, I'll say it's almost the same as last year as having Tyler you know, right beside us. and um, It's just one of those things that you're comfortable with. You know those guys are going to lead. Um, and, you know, they know – at what point to, you know, kind of let everybody play and let everybody do their things, but then they know when to step up and really be those leaders. So it's just kind of having that right leader, having the right person talking to you. And then, you know, Tristan's a captain this year. So it's just good to have, like, a leader on our side, you know, really step up and kind of lead the team. 
Does the mindset or attitude change at all with the start of conference play? I mean, you've been through the three non-conference games. You're right where you need to be right now. What's kind of the thought as conference play begins and you get some familiarity with the teams you're mm-hmm. about to see? Um, we're, we're attacking it the same as we attack the non-conference games. Um, you know, we treat every game the same. Uh, preparation, just mentality going into the game. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to be a fast football team. And that's just – you know, that's us. That's our DNA. So nothing really is going to change with the preparation. Nothing's really going to change with our mindset because we're going to attack everybody the same. Does, you know, starting CAA play with Stony Brook mm-hmm. where <laughs> where the injury <laughs> happened, it kind of can give you some closure and you got to put this all behind you. And, you know, after this, you won't have to talk about the injury <laughs> as much anymore because, you, you know, you'll be your second game starting. You'll be at home starting. Mm-hmm. Does that feel like kind of coming full circle for you? Yeah, it's – it was. It's definitely a surreal moment. Last last Saturday was a surreal moment, but this one is. It's, it's surreal. It's like words don't even explain. I'm trying not to make the game too big, and I'm not trying to make the game. You know, not about myself because, as long as we win, that's all that matters. Um, regardless of the stats I get on Saturday, regardless of if I don't do anything on Saturday, as long as we win, that's what matters. So, I mean, for me personally, you know, it's you people have been telling me it's a revenge game, but. As long as we win, I don't really care. So, <laughs> Well, it's great to have you back on the field, and it was great to have you on our podcast today. Xavier Marshall, thanks. Have a great rest of the season. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Xavier and Bob. It's just so – I uh, feel so good for him to, to see him back out here, you know, what he went through. I mean, I think even if we go back to the beginning of camp when he first came back, the coaches just didn't know if he would ever really make it back to what he was, and it was still favoring that injury and favoring that leg. And – to see him progress and, and get better and get stronger and, you know, really have a lot of confidence now, uh, it, it's just great to see. Yeah, and he brings a lot to that linebacking core in terms of talent and depth now for what they can do on that middle level of defense. And I'll tell you something behind the scenes just a little bit funny. We're taping our Spider Insight podcast on Tuesday morning from our broadcast booth in Robbins Stadium, and practice was just finishing up, and my head was down getting ready for us to record the podcast, and I just happened to look up, and who made the tackle on the very last play of practice this morning? Xavier Marshall. Yeah, I mean, he just brings so much to that linebacking core because you know what Tristan Wheeler brings and you know what Phil O'Connor. It's that third linebacker position that has a little bit different role. They they got to be outside more and they got to they got to cover tight ends and running backs. And uh, d- he's able to use his speed and athleticism. And he he's just a, a ball hawk. He he loves to uh, get his nose in there and and, and tackle, uh, helping the run. So I think he provides so much uh, to that linebacker core. Uh, and it's just a great compliment for what Tristan and, and Phil provide on that inside. Yep, it was right in the middle of everything in that win at Lehigh on uh, on Saturday, last Saturday. And along those lines also, getting a road win was really important, I thought, for this team. You'd gotten the home victory the week before. You got a road win, probably about as prepared as this team can be going into the conference opener at Robin Stadium this Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think all of that just builds up, and, you know, you keep saying take it, go 1-0 and each week, and – and you know this this really the, those last two wins are great and they're going to help for your your goals you know at the end of the year uh but now you're getting into CAA play and it, and it changes the the tempo and the attitude and, and and the feel of a game because uh St. Francis and Lehigh they were great they were tough opponents and tough for the spiders but they know what Stony Brook brings and it kind of 
turns up that that level a little bit more. Yeah, the games against them have been ultra competitive, uh, whether here or there as well. They're off to a little bit of a slow start, but it's kind of hard to tell because they've only played two games where just about everybody else has played three. Um, you know, so they had a couple of tough games to get the season started. Yeah, it, it is hard to say because I mean they started the the year against Rhode Island, who's in the who was top fifteen at that time mm-hmm. when they played them. Uh, then, then they had the second week was a bye week. I, that's just a that's just tough for a team. You know, you you get so excited for the year, you play a game, and you know didn't go the way you wanted it, and now you have two weeks off before you have, you know you play UMass on the road. So I think you know it kind of takes them out of that rhythm. So I'm sure. They w- you would much rather have that bye week late in the year, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but th- it is where what it is, and it is where it is. So now you know they have to get back in that routine. You know, I, when I think of Stony Brook Richmond games, I just think of so much physicality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're very big. They're very physical. Uh, you know, historically they run the ball really, really well. You know, Tyson Lawton was the preseason offensive player of the year, who's been all- also off to a rough start. So I think that probably coincides with what they were doing and you know we've seen what he can do you know if if he starts getting into that rhythm uh he is a big back and a hard back to bring down and contain all right caa opener saturday at robin stadium two o'clock against stony brook and it's family weekend it's supposed to be a great day saturday man. yeah it's supposed to be beautiful weather in, in the mid 70s the humidity is going to be gone it's going to feel like a fall day out here at robin stadium and perfect for family weekend i think you know at Tuesday, I think there's only 500 tickets or so available left uh, to purchase. So if you want to come to the game, make sure you call the ticket office and secure that ticket because I think it's going to be a beautiful day. Lots of families on campus. It's always one of the biggest uh, crowds of the year because families come back and and want to visit their their kids in the dorm rooms and and on (laughs) campus, and they they all come out to the game. Uh, So looking forward to it Saturday at 2 o'clock. Well, this is kind of bittersweet, Matt, because after this Saturday, you'll need a ticket to get in to see the Richmond Spiders. I'm sure we can provide them for you, but those of you who don't know, Matt is leaving us at the University of Richmond, heading into the private sector here in Richmond, so I'm sure he'll be coming to some games. But thank you for all you've done, Matt, and uh, this Spider Insight podcast was kind of your brainchild, so um, thank you for doing that, and we look forward to continuing moving forward. I will tell you this, it's going to take two people to replace you because Chris Anderson and Matt Smith will both kind of work on this podcast with me from week to week. So take that with you. It took two people to replace you, Matt. Thanks for all you've done. I appreciate it, Bob. And, you know, I, you know, I love the, the, the Richmond Spiders, and I love the football team. And uh, it's going to be bittersweet uh, for me to step away from uh, college athletics in general. Uh, you know, I love this podcast. It was great to, you know, be able to provide uh, our Spider fans with a little behind the scenes, get some of the guys that – might not get an opportunity to come to a press conference or a radio show. Uh, give them some love and, and be able to talk with them and learn their stories. But, you know, it, it's kind of a decision that's best for my, my family. Uh, it, it's time to focus on uh, being home a little bit more than what college athletics allows uh, at times to be. And uh, I'll always be a, a Spider fan. And, you know, Coach Houston says when they go to the playoffs, uh, he'll have a spa- spot for me on the plane to go to the playoff game with him. So I'll be looking forward to that in November. Absolutely. Well, we'll try and make you proud on our Spider Insight podcast, and we'll try to send you off with a victory Saturday against Stony Brook at uh, 2 o'clock. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it, Bob.
He's Matt McAllister. I'm Bob Black. That's today's edition of the Spider Insight Podcast. Thanks to our special player guest, Xavier Marshall, for stopping by and chatting with us as well. Spiders in Stony Brook, Saturday afternoon, 2 o'clock at Robin Stadium. We'll wrap it up and look ahead to further Spider football beyond that on next week's edition of the Spider Insight Podcast.